All right, we're back into it. Ernie Eves, Buzz Hargrove, John Turley Ewart. The usual Wednesday roundtable, just discussing this Patrick Brown book and allegations against a couple of ministers in the Doug Ford government. Uh, Brown obviously uh, has an axe to grind, and uh, so he goes after specifically Vic Fideli and Lisa McLeod. Lisa McLeod, uh, both actually having issued statements that they're outraged, and these are false allegations or accusations in Lisa's case that she had faked mental illness to garner sympathy and win votes and what have you. So it kind of gets tawdry. But I have to admit, uh, there is one person who's clicking his heels with glee, and that would be Tony Clement, <laughs> because suddenly he's not the, the most salacious thing being discussed in conservative <laughs> circles. However, uh, the conservatives, this is what I was saying earlier, you know, Vic Fideli's going to step up in the legislature tomorrow with a fall economic statement. And Ernie, by the way, what does that signal? Anything significant with a fall economic statement? Well, fall economic statement is traditional. It usually happens in early November. And you sort of bring everybody up to date on predictions you made in the budget that were, the, that were made in the budget. In this case, it won't be his budget. And uh, where the state of the economy is at and how they plan uh, to deal with this going forward, at least to the end of the fiscal year, which is March 31st. And perhaps even beyond. They might even talk about what they plan to put in place. All right. So it's kind of a signaling. Then you usually do a little tour. You go to New York. You talk to the bond rating agencies. That's always fun, especially when the province is $15 billion a year in debt. And a deficit, ba 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 ba. You might go to London. You might go to Tokyo, depending on... Did you you enjoy those dog and pony shows? That's usually done after... A budget, though, not oh. after a fall economic statement. Here, you, he might go around the province and talk to different groups and people. All right. But what did he's you, doing at the Canadian Club on Friday, Andrew. He's at the Canadian Club. Okay, because on Friday, I'll be having a Canadian Club. Uh, <laughs> or two. Yes. <laughs> and be away next week, by the way. Uh, just thought I'd mention it. But here's the thing. The fall economic statement will also include, uh, notice that, Party status will require 12 members, not eight. And the Liberals right now at seven in the legislature were maybe uh, looking forward to a by-election or two. They could steal, win, whatever. And then they'd get all of the benefits that accrue to a party, including research budget, uh, you know, your administrative costs picked up. Something along the lines of two to two and a half million dollars uh, worth of things that, you know, would help you to get the message out. And their interim leader, John Fraser, yesterday was saying, insofar as moving to 12, because they're far short of that, it's denying 1.1 million Ontarians who voted for the Liberals a full voice uh, or the ability to have their members represent fully because, uh, well, they don't have party status. John, does that make sense to you? Well, as I understand it, the Conservatives are going back to uh, 12 where the way it used to be. The Liberals had reduced it to 8 so they could uh, give a little bit more money to the NDP in an attempt to hobble uh, the Conservatives in the past. That is, give the NDP a little bit more uh, juice uh, and, and the idea is obviously splitting the opposition. So, uh, you know, obviously this is, you know, clearly an attempt by the Conservative government to keep the, the Liberals down. But remember, this is the Liberal Party of Ontario. This is the Liberal Party that's very close to a lot of corporate uh, types all throughout Bay Street. Uh, you know, uh, uh, the you know, McGuinty and, and um, other Liberals have had uh, very good relationships with, uh, with donors in this province. I would say that, and frankly, uh, if they want to reconnect with, with Ontarians, getting out there and getting people to put 50 bucks down for them is one of the best ways to do it. All right, so they wouldn't need the taxpayer largesse. Buzz, what do you make of it? Is it mean-spirited on the part of the Ford government, as I heard last hour? Or is it, you know, just playing hardball politics? Or is it really, that's the public will. If you only get seven seats, uh, then you should be shut out. Well, first on John's point, 
the corporate world, Bay Street's not going to be rushing to give money to the uh, third uh, party. They don't want uh, the ruling party to be looking at them and say, oh, yeah, I hear you're still funding uh, the liberals as a third party. They they want, they want move their, their uh, commitment moves very quickly to whoever's in power. Uh, that's the system. I got no quarrel uh, with that system. Secondly, I, I think the decision by uh, Doug Ford uh, is mean-spirited. Um, the liberals did get over a million votes in this province. Those people are entitled to know uh, that in the House, that their that their uh, representatives that they sent there have enough money to fund their research and do the proper work so that they can deal with the issues in an effective uh, a manner. And I, I don't I hear any excuse. I think they should look at, instead of the number of seats you won, uh, the number of votes uh, that you won, and, and then say we're going to put some money in based on the number of votes that each party won. That's a much fairer uh, system, and I think the legislature would be better off for it. And the sort of the of federal Ontario. system, isn't it? Uh, close to it, yes. Yeah. Okay. You're, you're getting a stipend based on a yeah, per vote. vote. But, you know, to John's point, like, uh, why don't they just go to their wealthy donor friends? Well, again, uh, they don't have any right now. They're called the federal liberals. Uh, you know, Justin Trudeau and the Liberal Party of Ontario are, are quite friendly, as we well know. Uh, more no, and those folks can't uh, step up and say, hey, we need to help our provincial liberal uh, brothers and sisters. Uh, I, I wouldn't dismiss that so quickly, Buzz. That's, that's a whole different look at politics than I've ever experienced. What, what do you mean? Uh, paying for your own ride? Well, well Buzz, no, was, not pay, Buzz was with having, the Having a federal party pay for the provincial or vice versa. Well, having the province pay for the uh, federal Wow, and the uh, NDP this even about, does it at the municipal well, level. This is about what the, what the taxpayers are saying. The sac- taxpayers... 1.2 million voted liberal, they are entitled to representation based on those numbers, not on the number of seats that our wacky system delivers. Yeah, when did that system get put into place? Well, that actually, predated you, Ernie. Actually, the reason why the number of seats was reduced in the first place is because the number of seats in the legislature went from 130 to 105 when the Mike Harris government was elected. That was the campaign promise to, uh, to have them match the federal boundaries. And so because the number of seats went from 130 to 105, the number of seats required to be a party was dropped. Now the number of seats has gone back up to 124 because of redistribution and the federal boundaries changing. Therefore, it only makes sense that the number of seats required to be a party goes up by the same percentage. Now, whether that number is 11 or 12, I don't really know. I haven't figured it out. Maybe it's 11.435 or something. I don't know. But we're, we're quibbling here over, actually, the, the decision makes perfect sense based on what was done, how many seats there were, number of seats that went down, number of seats that went back up. We're only quibbling here over whether the number should be 11 or 12. No, well, we're not. We're we're quibbling. Not. I'm not quibbling over that at all. I'm quibbling over whether or not the people have spoken with 1.2 million saying the Liberals, we want them in the House. Uh, putting them in the house with no resources to conduct their work is not wrong. It's not about 11 or 12. It's about getting the money. You no, can call no, me anything no, you want. No caucus You can call me as uh, what's, what's his name said from uh, Saskatchewan. Call me the CCF, uh, but give me the funds that I'm entitled to to, to what be about able the to Green Party do with my one political member? work. <laughs> what, what about the Green Party with Based one on member? Based on their votes, they should get a certain amount of money. Yes, absolutely. 
Wow, and that goes for the independent. We, 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 we go to the Idli standard and have 32 parties and have 32 caucuses <laughs> being made. Well, this is the point that's being made for stability's sake. Uh, Doug Ford's explanation is you can't start dispensing until uh, you've got a certain threshold met. Otherwise, you'll have, you know, various... Same thing happens, by the way, when you're reimbursed by the taxpayers uh, on, on the number of votes you got during election. There's a threshold you have to pass or you don't get the money from the province. And it's so many cents per voter. I forget what it is now. And that's how you deal with the Italy problem. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Uh, There are more problems there, I guess, than uh, just dealing with it by dispensing cash. I wanted to come back because uh, there's also the matter of cash and whether or not on the austerity uh, front, Doug Ford and this government have kind of uh, dropped the ball. I mean, you had a guy at uh, the OPG, the vice president, Hired one day, fired the same. Uh, not a bad gig if you can get it. They're talking about a $500,000 settlement, but we don't know the details. I'll just put it to you guys in a moment whether or not uh, this does reflect negatively on the Conservatives, or is it the Premier's prerogative? And Ernie, you were once the Premier, so uh, we're going to lead with you in just a moment. Ernie Eves, John Turley, you at Buzz Hardgrove, Oakley Show, Global News Radio, 640 Toronto.